connection Q&A where everyone's getting a chance to ask their questions and just build and collaborate. So that's what we've been doing for the last few weeks. Tonight, our subject is embodied leadership. And we are going to be speaking with our wonderful friend, Deidre, who is here. Say hi, everyone. Hi, Deidre. It's hi. so nice to see you. We haven't seen you in quite a while. So it's so fun to get to tune in with you. Uh, we call her D. So if I say D, that's who I'm talking about. So uh, Dee has some amazing stuff to share with you about uh, where she's coming from in the, on the subject of embodied leadership, uh, how you can really bring that into any work that you're doing. And then she's also got some wonderful workshops and ways to support you if you want to kind of bring that concept into your life more fully and step in with that to a greater extent, which is really fun, especially starting off 2013. 13, haha, 10 years in the past, <laughs> 2023, woohoo, starting off with some great um, intentions and goal setting and just really being able to line ourselves up for our best ever year. So that's what we're up to here. And uh, so we're going to start off with just a little quick uh, hello from Dee. She's going to say, what she's up to, a little intro about herself, and then we're going to get on into a little Q&A if people have questions right away that they want to ask her. And if we don't have direct questions yet, uh, we'll just get into some conversations about that. Uh, please, anytime, feel free to jump in, raise your hand if you have a question, or you can use the uh, raise your hand icon as well, and we will call on you and everyone tuning in live. You can also send us your questions and we'll get those answered as well. So thank you everyone for being here and thank you Dee and hello. I added in the uh, uh, Zoom link because for whatever reason, some people can't see uh, us. Okay. So just- uh, and Crystal, I wonder if you guys have a camera cover like, cause I have one. We don't. None of us can see you Crystal and Shine. Oh, yeah, no one just, can see just us. Lo just uh, just well, log out of this one and, and join that Zoom link. I just did oh, my show. So we should all leave, um, leave, we should all go to Zoom then. I think so, yeah. I'm on Zoom. Are you, but Shine and Crystal, okay, so everyone, <laughs> okay, we now we are back. Now everyone can see everyone. We'll see how the recording works and if the recording could actually see us or not as well. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. What an exciting group we have here. Oh, look, there's two windows of us. Isn't that fun? We're, we're listening to ourselves apparently. So we had got to um, getting excited and ready to hear from Dee Deidre and she's going to say a little hello. She's our special guest for tonight and she's gonna say a little hello, share what she's up to and what makes her awesome. Amazing, well, thanks so much for having this space and for the invitation and uh, my apologies on being a little bit uh, a little bit late today because of the technology is uh, not always on our side. So um, I just wanna share a little story actually. So about seven years ago, I was standing in my kitchen and I was putting my fingers through my hair. I've always had really long mermaid hair that goes down to my hips and I grew up with two older brothers. So it was like a big part of my identity, right? Uh, of being a, a woman, uh, a girl in my family. And so seven years ago, I'm putting my fingers through my hair and I realized that something feels off. And so I run to the bathroom, I grab my phone, I put it on camera mode and I start angling it up at the back of my head, trying to figure out what is going on here. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a bald spot and it's this big. It's a couple inches in a big circle on the top of my head. And I was just like, what's going on here? How do I fix it? Clearly the universe is trying to tell me something, right? Cause it's going after my hair. So I go back down to my kitchen. I sit down for a moment to ground. And that's when I hear this voice come out of me and say, if you don't listen to your soul, you're going to manifest cancer and die within the year. Then I have a flashback to the only other time in my life at this point I had ever heard a voice come out of me. And it was about five years prior. I was outside, beautiful setting, overlooking the water. I had pink roses in my hands and I was in my wedding gown and I was walking down the aisle so excited to marry the man that I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And right before getting to him, this same voice says, this just isn't going to work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, uh, nope, shoved it down. Didn't know what it was. I was doing all the things that I thought I should be doing in my life. And I really thought I was happy. I really thought I was on the right path. So I was like, nope. And I said, I do. Now I'm sitting at my kitchen table after that flashback. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have four different autoimmune diseases wow. that the doctors can't help me with. I have chronic pain in my neck and shoulders that to the point where my massage therapist actually fired me. I didn't know they could do that, but they can <laughs> apparently she's just like, I can't help you anymore. And I had food allergies. I had anxiety all the time. And I had depression to the point of wanting to end my life. But here's the thing from the outside looking in, I was in a space of leadership. People were coming to me for advice. People thought I was the happiest person in the room, but this was all bubbling to the surface. And I didn't know what was going on until that moment. And I realized that the relationship that I had been in was really unhealthy to the point where my body was shutting down and I could hardly be in the same room as this person. I was, didn't want to listen to the wisdom of my soul. So I stayed in environments and around people and places and things that weren't aligned with what my body and soul wanted because I didn't know how to step into leadership in my life. And so at that point, I knew that if I didn't change something in my life, if I didn't learn how to listen and honor my soul fully, I wasn't going to be around for another year. And so I dove deeper into the work of studying with shamans, which I'd already been doing for over 10 years. And I really started to embody this work, which helped me heal three of the four autoimmune diseases. Um, my depression went away, chronic pain went away. My hair grew back, even though the doctor told me I'd probably lose more and more chunks of my hair. My anxiety went, went away. My food sensitivities went away. And eventually I had the courage to leave that relationship and start a new business and really step into leadership at a higher level and teach other people as one of the foundational pieces of honoring ourselves and our intuition and our leadership, how the soul communicates through symptoms and how we always have the answers inside of us. The question is, do we have the courage to get radically honest with ourselves, courage to sit with what's uncomfortable, and then of course, show up and take action to create change. And that's the foundation of the work that I teach people. Beautiful, sweetheart. Love it. Wow. That's, that's not like a light intro. 
yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Since since then, so that was like seven years ago. I've uh, lived all over the world. I have a business where I'm able to serve lots of people, help them step into their power, their gifts, their mission, create a bigger impact in the world with their business, step into financial freedom, emotional freedom, their gifts, their voice. Um, but more importantly, it's really helped me see where people are not in a space of leadership and freedom and how quickly your life can change when you embody a few of these pieces that, that I'm sure we're going to talk more about tonight. So yeah, thanks for having me guys. Yay! Hello, I love well you. Love you guys. Awesome. <laughs> Where are you in the world right now? I am actually back in Vancouver. I just oh, got nice. back like three days ago after being in like California for for months. So nice. yeah, good yeah. to be here. Uh, yeah, nice. excited to catch up in 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 real person as well, not just online. Yeah. Yes, I look forward to that. Yay! Uh, thank you so much for joining us and sharing. And I always. Whenever I'm around you, I just always feel like, you know, I get that, like you said, like I always thought before I really knew you, oh, she's always happy. Oh, she's always just, you know, it's bubbly. Life comes easy. And the more I've got to know you, I've really seen like, yeah, you you walk the walk, you talk the talk, you do the work. And I've seen you, you know, do your journey as well. And yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I met you when you were still with that guy. And I thought you were like, had it all made. <laughs> yeah, see this this is the thing this is the thing I want to jam on this for a second um is it's so easy it's so easy to walk around and like talk about how great your life is to do a lot of things in the outside world to look like a leader like I was in front of about a hundred people a day I had companies sponsoring me I had opportunities on television I had an opportunity to have an international clothing brand with my name on it like all of these things were there that, you know, in quotations is successful. People thought I had the perfect life. People loved my husband, but my body was saying, no, my soul was saying you're playing small. This is not it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we can, we can, we can lie to the outside world. We can talk about our success. We can do whatever, but the truth is we can't lie to ourselves. And we always know the answers. It's about whether or not we have the courage to do something about it or to stay where we are. And it can happen like that can happen so quickly. And, uh, you know, Shine and Crystal, um, I met you guys, like that was probably around that time, like seven years ago, right? Six, seven years ago. And I remember, and I, I want to jam on this for a second, because this is like, so like maybe showing up in everyone's world in some way. It's like, I was in conversation with someone earlier about this. It's like, the universe is always giving us opportunities to say yes to our soul, to say yes to leadership, to say yes to what we're here to do in a bigger way. The question is when you ask for what you want, do you actually say yes to it when it shows up? And I remember putting it out to the universe. I want to be a public speaker. I want to get on stages. Guess what happens? Ring, ring, ring. Sean Kelly's calling me three days later. And he's like, hey, D, what's up? I'm like, oh, not much. What, what's up with you? He's like, we need another speaker for this event. And I was like, oh, shit. My whole body was shaking. I was sweating. Every cell in my body was contracting as in like, Fuck, no, you're not ready. What are you going to talk about? I didn't even have my coaching business yet. And I never talked about anything personal on stage. And I was like in it, right? I was in it. I was like working out of it, but I was still in it. And you know what I did? I said yes, even though every single cell in my body said no, because it was aligned with what I put out to the universe. And because of that, Shine, because you called me, because you heard the soul call and you gave me that opportunity, I've talked on stages around the world now because I said yes to that. And so it's about meeting the discomfort, meeting the 
parts of us that want to say, I'm not ready. I can't do this. What do I have to talk about? Who's going to listen to me? Whatever it is. And just ripping off the bandaid. And that was an opportunity that you guys gave me. And I just want to like do a shout out that like, you know, um, I love you guys. And thank you. <laughs> it's just so cool how full circle all these things we all come back together and support in our in our evolutionary journeys, right? Oh, I had no idea of that story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I thought you were all fancy already. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and I think that's such a great reminder, especially in our spiritual wellness community, is of course we don't want to be pulling our past along with us, saying, oh, yes, I'm a victim. Yes, I've had such a hard life. You know, we don't want to be reinforcing that by sharing, diving into it every single time. And there's a balance between also all the time just showing up as this perfectly put together person because the piece we miss with that is the human element and the when we as humans are always comparing ourselves no matter what we're always looking at other people seeing things we want wanting to be more like that but what we see one dimensional is is one dimensional especially in the digital world we you, you only hit record mostly when you're put together and you're the way you're showing up the way you want to be showing up. And it's, a, I feel like it's a really delicate balance of being able to be vulnerable, to be honest and still be positive, uplifting and forward moving, but not denying the pieces that are hard and not kind of feeling like there's no room for that in our story, because that's the piece, that's the human piece that lets us really connect with each other and feel like, you know, I'm not doing bad. I'm not doing wrong. I'm along with everyone else. We're all figuring this out together. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, a balance for sure. It's a, a leadership balance. And it's a piece that I've really learned through the years, uh, that event that Dee was speaking of, um, that was dream talks, I believe, right? Yeah. The the dream talks at the Playhouse Theater. Oh, and that, and that was um, the first event that Shine and I did together. <laughs> and the uh, six months before that, I had been at a dream talks event that I'd been invited to by someone in the community. And I had seen the hostess on stage introducing the presenters. And I just loved what she was doing and how, and I was just kind of, I set my intention right there. And then I want to be hosting the next dream talks. I want to be the one on stage doing that next time. And like five or six months later, I was the one on stage introducing our event that Dee was actually at. And it was a really big full circle for me as well that that was uh, I was like you know what I, and I again I had no idea what I was doing I'd never done an event at like a 600 person theater before I'd never we had I think 40 vendors and 20 speakers it was a crazy big event but it was really a wonderful piece for me like Dee just said of it was lined up with my, what my values were and what I was calling in which was community. I wanted community hardcore. I was like, I want people, I want my tribe, I want my community and I wanna support that community and I wanna help it grow. And I wanna provide platforms for that community to be seen in the world. And that was my 
goal and I I had I let I didn't let the voices of you don't know how to do this stop me which I'm really grateful for because now if I went back I would be like it was so much work it was such a gong show oh my goodness it was a, a really stressful event actually and and so many things we didn't know we didn't know and I, I'm so grateful that we actually didn't know those things because we wouldn't have done it otherwise so yeah I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our journey. That was, uh, like Dee said, almost exactly seven years ago. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, I think just such a great reminder, everyone tuning in now on the call, as well as everybody who's going to be rewatching this. I, I know you all have a passion, a project, something you want to bring into the world, something that you're either dreaming of or already birthing. And really remember that you're not alone and that there's other people who even if they don't know what you're doing and how to support you just emotionally mentally energetically they can be there for you as well and that's what unite is here to do and that's what we're here to do on these calls and on our platform so yeah just keep you're not going. alone parisa you're not alone keep going <laughs> we're here for you and we're all in this together and we all want to see it happen. And it's really, it's really as much as we all are very unique and have our own journey, actually, it's also very same, same. And, you know, the, we all go through the same phases and the, the similar processes and to not feel like you're crazy and you're, 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 whoa, what's going on? We get very much, especially solo entrepreneurs, we get very much in our head and it can, that can be hard. So yeah, reach out. We're here. We're here to support and and having that drive, like Dee said, that uh, our our dream matters more than our fear. And just yeah, when whenever you feel a little scared, reach out and someone can boost you up a little bit, and we can get there together. So yeah, does anyone have any questions they'd like to ask Dee specifically, or conversations that you want us to lead into? Uh, and if not, we will keep jamming. Just raise your hand uh, or put a comment in the comments and we will. I want to ask you a question before we get into that. Okay. Um, when, when stuff comes up that feels stressful or hard, but you know, it's on your path or you feel like it's on your path and you feel like you want to move through that block or resistance or whatever, What's your, what's your go-to and how, like, what have you learned and what's your, what's your kind of like, if you were like, you know, Tony Robbins talks about like, okay, like Roger Federer calls me up. He's at the game. He's losing. Like he needs like five minutes, like, fuck, let's go. Like, what do you, what's your go-to to, to get someone back on track or to get yourself uh, back on track? Yeah. So there's, I do lots of different things. And I actually was just in conversation with um, a group of entrepreneurs that I work with about this, this exact thing. Cause they're like, Oh, you're always, Deidre's always perfect and in great moods and energy. And I'm like, F that, like, let's just stop with the pedestal stuff because it's not true. We're all human. We're all going through stuff all the time. The only difference between those of us that continue moving forward, like we do, or giving up quitting and getting in a rut is um, what we do in those moments. So it's really, for me, it's about finding what's available to me in that moment. For me, it might be like, I need to go for a run. I need to go to dance class. I need to sing it out. I need to journal this stuff down. I need to box, you know, I was going through something the other day and I was like at boxing class, just like letting it out. It's like whatever medicine helps you move your energetic body, like 
When we feel stuck in our body or a strong emotion, whether it's frustration, anger, sadness, um, you know, stagnation blocked, it's because we need to move. So you need to move something, your voice, your body, um, uh, music. I have a mini trampoline. I have tuning forks. I have, I have essential oils. I have a guitar. I have music. I have all these different things that I can go to. But in the moment, like let's say I'm about to go on stage or facilitate to my mastermind or whatever it is that I'm about to do. And there's something that's coming to the surface. I lean into the feeling as fully as I can and I'm vulnerable with it. And this isn't necessarily maybe something that some people will tell you because they're like, oh, like do this thing to shift your state. And that's helpful. But sometimes leaning into that vulnerability is actually where you're going to open yourself up more and just be like, I'm going to fully feel this and I'm going to feel my way through this hmm. the whole time. And through that, what I'm doing is I'm expanding my emotional capacity to be seen, whether it's on stage, I'm expanding my capacity to work through the discomfort that um, I feel like I can't do this, whatever it is. And through that experience of being in it but still doing the thing that you're afraid to do you're creating new muscle and as a result guess what you just won the game you just move to the next level within yourself and you're like oh next time it's not going to feel that way but when that feeling comes up of i'm stuck i suck i can't do this that person's better than me whatever's going on in your brain that's getting you to feel stuck if you can just lean into that feeling be like okay this is initiation this is something i have to go through the next time you feel that you're like, oh, this is my own resistance. This is my upper limiting. This is my stuff. Hmm. Oh, what works last time? Oh, I took action mm. and it wasn't so bad, you know, but I, it depends on what, it, what's going on, um, within you in the moment, but also it's about taking massive responsibility for our energetic state. Like I can talk about things that have happened in the past to show like, Hey, where you're at, I've been there. I can help you all those things. We're human, but also like, my energetic state isn't, I'm depressed now, feel bad for me. I'm a victim. It's like, Hey, I'm at this frequency and I want to help bring you to this frequency with me and help you become the leader that you're meant to be. We're not going to hang out in your stuff. So it's, it depends on the situation. That's an awesome question though. Yeah. Love it. That's fun. When I, when I was, uh, gosh, I don't know, long, a while ago, my, 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 my dad passed away when I was 15 and my mom became very depressed. And then she found this process called the journey that after five years of like hardcore depression and she was on, you know, anti-depression medication, whatever. So she was kind of out of it and really wanting, and she had PhD psychology, had all these uh, skills, had money, connections, and nothing was working. None of the mainstream services were working. And she found this process called the journey, which one of Tony Robbins is, uh, um, teammates uh had had created because she created this giant cancer belly of like the size of a watermelon and uh by going in and healing some past trauma and this uh visualization she healed that and and then kind of wrote it down and figured out how to teach other people and so my mom did this process healed some past trauma and I went on to take that course because I was so fascinated of like what had helped her shift and one of the practices that they do is where you feel the whatever you're feeling, you feel it fully and you are fully present with it and you just let it get bigger and bigger and bigger and expand, expand, expand and lean into it. And it always sort of shifts. And sometimes people will get to that point of it shifts into like void and it feels scary and there's like nothing there. 
And then usually that's that tipping point of going through the void and then it starts to feel better and better and better. And if everyone that I've ever seen do it and everyone that I've worked with doing it and every time I've ever done it, it leads into this like expansive bliss and openness and kind of connection back to source. And it's really powerful. And it's it's actually part of the reason I took the name Shine because my my birth name is Kelly Sean McMahon. And I was playing music at the time and I was like, oh, that's a boring stage name. <laughs> and I wanted something cool to like play music with. And, and I was thinking Sean, Shine, Kelly, whatever. So I took the name, but it was also because at the time I was learning that any emotion that I was feeling I had a I had a person come up to me and and say like oh my god shine you're or I think at the time Kelly you're so amazing like you're so blah 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 like giving me all this praise and at the time I was feeling up and down and I was like that's not who I am all the time and I actually like became kind of a jerk for a moment to prove that like I'm not always this nice and I I actually identified as not being nice all the time. And what this process taught me was that that part of me that doesn't feel nice or doesn't feel good enough or whatever, that's just like this surface distortion, temporary thing. But if I just feel fully and just allow myself and fully surrender, I'll always get to this place of love. And so that must be who I really am. That must be the core of my being is this like shine, this love. And so that was part of taking that name was re reminding myself every time someone told me it was like, oh yeah, this is who I am. This is who I really am. And, and to, to kind of help me like become that like unconditional love in real life. That was my goal at the time I was in Victoria with a bunch of hippies. And I was like, that's my, that's my goal. I want to be unconditional love. And I don't do it all the time. Crystal knows I'm working on it. I, I used to get a lot of that as well. People would come up to me, especially when I we were new together and, and I was new to the community and people would say, oh, you know, Shine's always so happy. What's it like being with someone who's always so happy? And I'm like, sorry to burst your bubble. Uh, he's not always happy, but he works really hard to only show up when he is. And if he's in a shitty state, you won't see him. He'll be off do walking driving doing his work mm. um and i think that comes back to what we were talking about before there's a balance of of course we don't want to show up in this shit and be spreading our goo all over people and i think there's such a a teaching learning uh balance of being able to have just kind of use it as a springing off point and Abraham Hicks talks about that. And I like what they say, like, kind of like, if you're like, you know, like 1% of your energy, you're like, so I had a really bad day and now I'm going to do this. So this was really tough in my childhood, but now I'm going to, and like, you use it like, just like a bounce and then off to like all the other things. But what it does is it builds a little bit of that connection piece. And I feel like those are some of the things that now as society, we're being able to bring more up into the world, mental health challenges, sexual abuse challenges, a lot of this stuff like family system stuff that in the past has been very taboo and kept kind of quiet and under the rug, so to speak, has I now there's more and more conversations about that. And I use the analogy for me, I have sexual abuse trauma in my childhood as well. And I use the analogy, like having a broken bone and 
before before seven weeks ago, I could say not that I've ever had a broken bone, but I did break my toe seven weeks ago, so now I can't say that anymore. So like a broken bone, you break it. It's very physical. I could see it was broken. It was going the wrong way. It was dramatic. My kids were there, the whole thing, emergency room. Like it was a whole big process. I had lots of people aware of what was happening to me, lots of people supporting because they knew I was going through a trauma because it was very overt. And for the last seven weeks, I've been hobbling around. It's not something internal, but the traumas, the sexual abuse traumas, the mental emotional traumas those ones we internalize and especially if we received messages that these things are not okay i think in our western culture there's a little bit more at least in my life and the people around me there's a little bit more acceptance of therapy of getting mental and emotional support and help and i know there's lots of cultures where that's still not okay so those things don't get talked about and those uh, traumas that aren't physical on the outside, what happens with a, a broken toe or a, a dog bite, let's say as a child, you have many tools to step through that you you go, you know, meet your friend's dog who's really friendly and you pet it and you, you know, work up to a bigger dog and you have all these processes and steps to de uh, charge the trigger. And with these kind of internal traumas and that can be anything like sexual abuse is a big one but anything from like yeah a fear of, of public speaking or a fear of putting your dream out there any of these internal things that are not a physical thing that we can see and talk about as easily uh, because we don't get the support often or look at them they the the physical trauma is a broken toe it goes de-escalates 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 over time and the other traumas actually escalate and that's where we find a lot of people having their midlife crises or things happening later in life because those traumas are still there and they're just continuing on to get bigger and bigger so i'm so grateful for all of you being willing to have these conversations and for d holding space and really starting us off on a very vulnerable note which was really amazing and that really to be these embodied leaders that we want to be there needs to be that willingness to kind of hold ourselves open and hold space for these things that maybe have been there since we were kids or even past life stuff wherever you believe it's come from and that to de-escalate them is really what we need to do so that we can step up and then like d said you'll still have times where you're like ah! and then hopefully you've heard some amazing words of wisdom from someone about some things that you can do in the moment to work through that so yeah thanks everybody i didn't read all the comments was there anything in there you good yeah uh, Kira has a question, and if if you have something that you want to talk about or ask, ask uh, you can put your hand up like this in the reactions, raise hand, and then it puts you to the top right, and then yeah. you can lower your hand when you're done. Um, yeah. But yeah, Kira, if, if you want to go and, and jam, great. If not, that's, that's fine too. Uh, Kira, is it like specific? Do you have a specific question around energy, or do you want me just to tell you what I see? Nothing specific so much as like I feel that it's hard. I can feel like Kira, your your audio is very clicky. That's okay. There you go. 
The clicking has stopped, but now we cannot hear you. <laughs> Say something. No, we cannot hear you. Mm -hmm. Oh, a little bit. A little bit. Try now. Nerp. <laughs> You can just type in sign language. Exactly. <laughs> I am feeling sad. <laughs> we'll get an interpreter on here. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, technology moments. It seems like as the as we approach this new opening of this new year, we're all getting to re uh, reconnect with our uh, our uh, relationship with technology. So. Let's see, what did Kira say? Oh, she's maybe still typing. There you go. I think Des would then get so drained, I lose momentum or I'm exhausted from my job and can't get my mission work. Okay, so there's a couple of things that I feel called to talk about. So one thing that, can I give you a medical thing that's coming up in your physicality? Are you open to that? So you need to do some lymphatic uh, work. So that's this, jumping, moving your body. It feels like your lymphatic system needs some drainage. Um, just for those of that you that may not be like, what is she talking about? I'm able to see disease in people's bodies. I'm a universal shaman, um, but I don't market myself that externally because it's not the forefront of my business. Um, but jumping, um, padding is really good because there's just some stagnant energy in your physical body. Um, I would recommend um, doing state changes. If you have a mini trampoline, that's great. But also what I want to talk about for a moment here, that's very much connected to you know, embodied leadership around this conversation is um, in my book, Turn Your Light On. This is some of my signature work that I've been working and developing for about 10 years now. Um, it's about waking up to who you are in your mission work. And there's four different stages of it. So stage one that I shared a little bit in my story, and you guys may have some stuff going on right now that ebbs and flows, depending on what's going on in your life. It's, it's like having our light off. We're in the forest in the middle of the night. We have a flashlight, but it doesn't work. So what are you going to do? You're going to hang out by a tree. You're going to be in fear. You're going to, you know, be disconnected from your body and the outside world. And you're not going to be able to take steps. This is how it shows up in, you could say, our evolutionary work and who we are and, and how we operate. And at this stage, stage one of turning our light on, we really need to get in touch with our physical body and what our physical body is here to tell us. And that's where I talk about the language of the soul and how the body communicates in a simplified version and also developing our intuition. You've got a lot of that down, but I want to break this down the four stages because I think you're at stage three. Okay. And one stage is not better than another. They're just different stages based on what's going on and what, where we're locked in and what we're choosing. Stage two is the flickering light stage. So it's like having a flashlight that's on and off. So sometimes your momentum, you're working on mission, you're feeling like everything's clear and great. And then out of nowhere, for whatever reason, maybe you're conscious of it or not, you dim your light, you go back into fear, you go back into plain small, you self-sabotage, but you may not know why. So sometimes you're on path on mission and other times you're opting on, you're exhausted. So that could potentially be something that might be going on. At this stage, doing the deeper healing work around trauma is vital. I talk about that in my book. And also understanding what your core triggers are that are triggering belief systems that go back to, I need to play safe. It's not safe to move forward. Then there's stage three. Stage three of turning your light on, your bright light. 
Okay. And in the bright light stage, this is the co most common stage that I support people with. Bright light stage is I'm so excited. And I know that Shine and Crystal have probably been here. I know I've been here many times is the bright light stage is like, I have so much energy. I have so much excitement. I have so much light and I want to do everything. Okay. And so I have like going in this direction, all directions. So again, being in the forest in the middle of the night with a flashlight, but there's no direction. There's no penetration. There's no depth. So what happens in, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and also our evolution is we're constantly doing all of these things that are like the quick hits, we could say the instant gratifications, the things that we're good at, the things that pay our bills, the things that other people want. And we're like, oh, this is, this is good. And from the outside looking in, we look like our lights on because it is on. But the problem is our energy is leaking in all directions. And guess what? We get burnt out, stressed out. We lose our capacity to show up. And usually the one thing that you really want to work on is on the back burner or you don't have energy or time for it or momentum. And that I think is what's going on here. And then some physical body stuff, which is obviously a manifestation of stuff, right? So at this stage, stage three of turning your light on is it's about quieting the noise. It's like, hey, listen, my soul is asking me to go all in in one direction. Where can I start delegating releasing obligations and really focus on the goal and move that forward. Even if it's micro steps every day, one of the best ways to be productive is to just take one step a day towards a goal consistently for the month and break it down like that. And then the next thing is really doing the work to jump all in on the vision, all in on the mission, all in on you and trusting yourself so that the universe can back you. Because when you rip off the band-aid and you go all in on that one thing, everything else is gonna show up for you. So what's important usually at this stage, if this resonates, Kyra, um, is quieting the noise, getting a mentor or support, someone who can help you stay focused and grounded and help you commit, but also surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are doing similar work that are gonna raise you to a higher level of leadership. That's been really powerful for me. It's different based on what you need, but quieting the noise, going all in and learning how to not get distracted by things that are easy. And then stage four of turning your light on is the noise is quiet. You're around peers and people who are helping you build your mission and you're all in on the vision and what you're creating and people are actively showing up for you and you're in a space of flow and co-creation. So those are the four steps. I think that potentially what might be going on with you is the stage three, a little bit too much going on um, and needing to quiet that noise. Um, but I want to pass it over to you and see what resonates. If you have any questions. Oh, we can't hear you, but feel free to type it in. Yeah, 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 that's okay. And so those are the four stages, four stages of like turning your light on. We can shift on that scale based on what's going on in our life and what we need shifts based on what we need, right? Something that you need one, like at one point in your life is not what you need at another point, right? Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear in the comments how that resonated. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the work. And you might want to, if you haven't picked up my book, you might want to pick it up <laughs> or we can chat. But there's specific um steps and tools and and processes that you can take and start to like quiet the noise in those areas. But also with your phone, one of the best things I've done in my life for just like quieting the noise is my ringer is never on. 
people call me, they get to my voicemail and guess what it says? Oh, I don't answer voicemail. I don't respond. Please don't leave me one. If it's important, text me if you, you, you know, if it's, you need to send me an email, great. But like big boundaries around your time, energy, and capacity, the more you want to create and do, the more um, you want to have like solid boundaries around your time, energy, and focus. And um, that can be challenging sometimes, especially when we've trained people to that you're we're always available or always saying yes. So boundaries is like one of the most powerful things that may serve you as well. <laughs> All right. So any more questions around any of that stuff and or any questions around anything that's coming up? For you? Mm -hmm. We're muted there. I said, I said, Kira, we're so proud of you. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> when we were moving houses, it was, it was actually a relief to try and look for a house because I was so burnt out on the business and so stressed. And like, it was getting to that point where it was hard to like, even think about it. It was so triggering. And so it gave, it gave this like three month breather of just like moving and looking for a house and kind of putting everything down and that was really nice and then when we moved and we got here I started going for walks on the beach and like just fully I felt like I kind of had to surrender because it was just not working and it was hard and so I would go I would I would wake up and just meditate and I was trying to be as like uh as soft with myself as possible and like okay like what 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 can I do to just like release this resistance and just be like okay right now and so I would go in the morning um meditate and I would just first thing like I couldn't if I checked my phone and I saw a thing it could trigger me and I would be like wonkety for the day or for hours or whatever and so I just had like I had to just wake up and do absolutely nothing and just meditate and only focus on my breath and then if I did that for a little bit of time sometimes it didn't take that long sometimes it took a bit longer but usually I would get into this place where I would start to be in this receptive mode where if I if I just meditated and focused on my breath but I was keeping an open kind of surrendered listening state I could start to feel and hear these messages come in and so like right now if I would go into that state it's like um, all as well. I know I'm so good. And it's just these little soft acknowledgements and loving uh, words. And so I, I would, I would just sit with that. And I would sometimes be guided to go for a walk or go for a drive or, and I would spend like, sometimes hours, just in that soft, relaxing, receptive state. And my energy would start to build and build and build. And then I would start to like move my body more and, and sometimes shake and sometimes like feel like I needed to like get the energy moving and it I would start to, and this was all not me doing it. It wasn't like, this is a process I have to do. It was like, I'm surrendering and relaxing. I'm not, I'm not doing anything, but this was what wants to happen. This is what's coming through me. And then I would get to this point where my energy was so high and moving so fast and feeling so good they would actually get to this kind of peak summit moment where I was like at the top of the mountain and I could feel like Neo in the matrix where like things, 
everything slows down and I just feel like expansive and good and clear. And then for the first time ever that I, that I remember, I had this experience where my surrendered state said, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And then I literally could have a conversation with my higher self or whatever you want to call it. And I started to ask these questions like, well, what should I be doing? What, what, what direction should we go with in the business? What blah, blah, blah with this. And I, and I was getting answers that I wasn't consciously thinking of that I wouldn't have, that I was actually not thinking of that I thought was not the right path. And I was just getting this lovely clarity and it just felt so good. And then coming back into the, to the world, it was really brutal actually, because I was coming up from a high, high place and then meeting my triggers. And it was like, boom, it just felt like I was crashing and burning. And it was this really awkward phase. And where I'm getting to now is spending more and more of my time in that surrendered, relaxed, receptive mode, and actually really getting into this, like enjoying it and, and spending more and more of my time feeling good about it. And, and before I take any action, before I take on a project or before I'm really doing anything, even if it's just a little action, like going and inviting people to a Facebook event in the past, sometimes that would trigger me. Cause I'm like, ah, why am I doing this? It's like, not, I'm not supposed to, I should hire someone for this. And it would just trigger me because I had all these things I wanted to do. And now I'm just letting myself only, I'm only taking action as much as possible from that receptive mode, from that filled up inspiration, overflowing cup. And that's been huge. That's been such a big difference and such a shift for me. And I literally feel now like I'm, I'm just happy and just excited and, and, and more and more in that, in that, in that little, in those little like moment to moment, because in the past I felt like I was generally happy and things were generally good, but I was going through a lot of ups and downs and inner stress and, and getting triggered and back and forth. And it's still kind of coming up, but I'm finding that this, that surrendering work will guide me to release resistance. And I even had some PTSD stuff um, where I was feeling uh, like anxiety and, and fear when it wasn't real. And I knew that, but it was in my body and I couldn't couldn't shake it and and this uh process has just helped me literally kind of shake it out and 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 move it and and I'm just guided to release it and it it feels like it's it's working like it's definitely lower or, or gone and but I notice it sometimes comes back when I'm in those really lower states and Abraham Hicks says that like you never really get rid of something and that's not the point like if you get down to a low enough vibration and you know you're you're a match to those things and you can draw from the past and re reactivate triggers but it's more I, I more see it like there's a there's a mountain and when you're at the bottom of the mountain it can feel overwhelming like you either have to climb it or go through it and it's just this massive thing and and you're at that lower energy state but the higher you go up on the mountain the less mountain there is mm -hmm. and if you can get high enough it's like you just kind of sail right by and it's not even there and that's that lovely place where it's like, oh, I'm not even, I don't even know what I was worried about or like that doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something really, really magical about that. But yeah, just, and, and a lot of it was allowing myself to be okay, not doing anything mm -hmm. for a day or two or three or mm -hmm. a week or three months of not really focusing on this business, which is like 
so much a part of who I am and what I want to do and my purpose. And I knew it's, I know it's important, but just being okay with not doing anything for a moment to just reset and realign. And I'm, I'm like a, a, a railway car. Like I, when I go, I go and I just like push and move and I'm just going, but if I'm going in the wrong direction, it's like, then you have to go stop and turn around and go back all that way. So I'm learning to like, not take action as quickly until I know I'm in alignment and I know it's like the right thing and I feel it and it's like yes and then just to to sort of to go forward yeah oh good yeah. what I love about that too shine is also when like when you're talking about climbing the mountain when you're at on the top of the mountain you see like oh like I needed to be on part of that journey of going up but also I'm at the top of the mountain I have a different perspective yeah. on where I was right yeah. and I think that when we're going through things like you know last year around I think it was last last winter I was work I was working like I, I basically wasn't working I wasn't working for like I think I was working like a couple hours a week with my business and the business coach that I was working with she's like normally I tell people to go harder and go faster she's like you I want you to not work at all and yeah. just allow yourself to be. And I remember being in Mexico and I was like, I was writing my book at the time. That was one thing I was doing, but like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, who is this woman? And I was like really frustrated. I had to go through this whole process around yeah. my identity with my uh, productivity. And I realized to a certain extent how in some ways I used to hide behind my work mm -hmm. as a way to disconnect from people and also to disconnect from worthiness things that I had running the show behind the scene but taking that time off gave me more clarity and like totally shifted things for me so I love that you brought that up because that's like you know sometimes there's a mentality that people can take on and I've definitely taken on like oh I need to just push harder sometimes you just have to stop and do nothing until you know what to do so I uh, love that story yeah yeah, I think that's a, were you going to add something? Oh, um, just quick. Colin Sprake, uh, a, a mutual friend who actually lives a block away from us now. Another Dream Talk speaker. He was yeah, on yeah. stage with D. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. He talks about, he talks about um, the difference between a uh, coach and a mentor, I think. Not, mm -hmm. and not the, not coach in the term, like that a lot of people who do coaching, um, but that's just his term that, a coach is someone who is like at the bottom of the mountain and is like, yeah, you can do it, but they've never actually climbed it. Whereas mm -hmm. a, a mentor, like, and I think as he calls his like business Sherpas, mm -hmm. there, there are people who actually climbed the mountain before and then they come, they come down and then they walk you up yeah. or they'll like guide you and say like, oh yeah, watch out with this rock and like do this and this and this. And that was, that was the only bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good distinction. Yeah. Um, for me, one of those, I really identify do you with that productivity as a uh, measure of value and measure of worth. And for me, when I met Shine, I had been a single mom for many years. I was in a lot of mode of like, if I don't do stuff, my babies are going to die kind of mentality. Like I need to, the buck stops with me. If I'm not doing it, you know, nothing's happening. And I had done a lot of personal development work quite a bit earlier in my life and I had really taken on in a negative way this if you're not growing you're dying 
mentality that if you're not pushing forward, you're stagnant. And it took me being with Shine. And before that, I really felt like my value was look what I've produced, look what I've done today, look what I've accomplished. And being with Shine, I was like, oh, that's not his mentality. And it really, I really had to look at what was going on for me. And what I realized was, like you said, self-worth. And I really believed that if I didn't push myself, I would end up sitting on my butt watching Netflix for the rest of my life. And that would be it that I would, because whenever I stopped pushing, that's what happened. And I would just crash. And I was like, so that's obviously I'm not a good enough person to let myself relax because I won't do anything and I'll, I'll be a mess and, and people will have to take care of me. And it was because I never let myself do it long enough or properly really to ever get through that. So I would give myself a minute or an hour or a little bit of time, but never enough to actually transcend it and work through it. And what I was doing a lot at that time, of course, like your story at the beginning, I would get sick. I got a lot of colds, a lot of flus, blame the kids. I've got kids, they're always sick. But basically whenever I'd been pushing, for a little while, I would get sick. And that was the only time I would let myself relax and I would let myself receive. And a lot of my memories from childhood, when I felt really cared for and really loved was when I was sick. And when I was sick was the time when my mom would come take care of me, my grandma would be there for me. And I remember like, you know, them holding my head when I'm puking or rubbing my back. And it's like, I felt like I was, I'm puking, I'm worthy of love. Clearly, I, I'm sick. And the same thing as an adult, when I was sick, I would ask for help babysitting, I would ask someone to come help be with my kids so I could rest. But unless something extreme was happening, I wouldn't give myself that break. And it took being with shine and seeing that he would take a break for a little while and then he would get re-energized and I'm like huh maybe I need to give myself a little bit more of an actual break and there's a difference between I was just talking with my mom about this today there's a difference between like taking a break to recharge and collapse and collapse is like you kind of get into this like hole of like poor me was everyone out to get me and you can do that for a moment if you really need to kind of like process and catalyze through but I find it, it, it you just keep digging yourself in but what I really had to do was just trust that just by resting in this moment what feels most exciting and a lot of times I'm like I don't know everything feels awful and I'm like okay self what's the least bad thing I could do right now just slightly better I don't know, like open the window, like have a bath, like listen to some music. Okay, let's start with that. Let's step where what's instead of like, how can I like give myself a break because the life world is so hard and everything's awful, nothing's working. It's like, how can I feel better? And that's was the new mentality that I started having. How can I feel slightly better right now? Not that I need to fix this, but what would make me having a chocolate, having an ice cream, what will feel slightly better right now? And that's, and, and sometimes it is watching a Netflix show. I cuddle up in my bed with my heating pad and my cozy blankets or in my bath and I watch a show. And, but it was that idea of letting myself do something that would make me feel better. And what I learned through that and through Abraham Hicks, they talk about your cork that as human, we, our natural state is joy, is happiness, is 
good. And we are the ones holding our cork under the water. And I didn't believe that before I had done, before I did this work. I believed that if I wasn't pushing, I would stay underwater and learning the piece that, oh, okay, if I give myself a little bit of space, I will naturally float and I will get up. I will get the inspiration and the desire to participate again in life, to connect with people, to work on my business. And that took me being willing to do it and me trusting, okay, let's just not do anything until I feel inspired, until I feel excited, until I feel like this is going to be something fun to do. And now I have done it enough times that I know it. And I believe that I innately, because the things I'm doing, because the business I want to be a leader of is something I'm passionate about, myself, my source, my higher self will inspire me to do the things that I need to do to get myself to a state to work on my business and to move it forward. But it takes breaking that cycle. And I don't know, Kira, if you're still here and or listening, but maybe you can listen back to if you're not. If for me, it really took breaking that cycle of I don't have value unless I'm pushing forward. Yay, you're here. I don't have value unless I'm pushing forward and giving myself permission and trusting that these things if I give myself the time and space to fill myself up, love myself, Shine kept saying, and I'm such a visual person when he first met me, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first. And I'd be like, but my kids are going to die if I don't save them right now in the society, the world, my house, everyone, they need me right now. And he kept saying like oxygen mask on first, like that's not, it's not a joke. It's not like a nice cliche. And I really had to do that. And I got sick less and less. And I was able to be more and more productive. And I was able to be highly productive in the time. I ended up working less, but I was way more highly productive in the time. I made way less more, less more, less more mistakes, way less more mistakes. And uh, the things I did were way more effective because I was coming from a good place. And still from time to time, we do things like break toes to make sure we're really, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk and not walking for a while and lining up. So that's what I did. <laughs> and it's amazing that like, even though when we were moving, we sort of took a, a, a bit of a break from the, the normal, like daily grind of the business. It's like things still kept going. Yeah. Like, we took, we, we still did things like we still did little bits of like probably like an hour a day or so or whatever, at least on the business. And so like things still moved forward and it was, it was such a good reminder of like, as long as you're just like, like, it doesn't take much, like it just, just little things can move things forward. And, and even the other day I, I was like, I had this desire for something to happen with the business and, and, I, but I just had no interest in doing it right now and so I was just spending more time in, in in inner and feeling really great and it's like all these things started happening without me doing anything in the business and it just sort of started and I was like oh interesting and and Abraham's talked about that and we've actually raised money that way and I don't I don't, I don't even like the word raised because we just got into such an excited aligned place and felt so clear and so good and so oh, like we're doing this thing and it's so fun and so beautiful and it's going to be amazing and we're just so excited that the first time this guy called us out of the blue we hadn't talked to him in a year and he was like hey are you guys 
raising money? Like, do you need money? Mm-hmm. Like that crazy. And and within a week we had $50,000 in our bank account. And it was like, how'd that work? Like that we weren't even, we weren't even taking meetings. We weren't, we were just in this visioning excited. And so I feel like the universe can inspire other people to act on your behalf, even when you're doing nothing. And Abraham said one time that you can literally sit with your feet dangling in a pool or in the in the ocean or whatever, and everything you want will come to you. Yeah. And I was like, no, like I didn't believe. I was like, it's a nice you know metaphor, but that's not true. But now I'm like, oh yeah, like that's real. Like you could just chill, and and you'll either be guided to the action or inspired to the thought, or other people like the universe will sort of make it known and make it obvious and make it easy for the things you want to come to you if you're not resisting it and if you're just in that relaxed receptive place because I love I love Abraham because they talk about like it's a river like there's just so much momentum already going and your job is just to let go and go with the flow and like you don't need to hang on to the banks or like get mangled by the rocks on the way you can but you're still going to get to the same place so do you want it to be a joyful like you know, river raft where you get to watch the birds or do you want to like, ah, you know, get tumbled by the rocks and come out a shinier diamond. And sometimes if you just let go <laughs> of the rocks, it's yeah. going to push you exactly where you need to go or in front of that person, but because you're holding on to the rocks, that yeah. person is like walking by who could save you or help you with something and you're yeah. missing like, yeah. you know. come on, man. Abraham says that when people die, the funniest things when they look back on their life are all the opportunities that were right there. And like the life changing shit that was like next to you at the coffee shop or walking by or phoned you and you missed it that you just weren't in alignment with, but it was right there. And you're just like, Oh, so good. Like, that's funny. (laughs) So good. That's uh, another fun Thing that helped me with Abraham was they talked about if you are in a resistant place, Kira, maybe it's feeling a little bit more resistant at the moment. I they talk about like, don't worry, kind of like if you're falling out of an airplane, it will be over soon. And I love the visual. I think of it like if you're at the top of a water slide and you're like sitting there and you're like not letting yourself slide down, and the water's kind of building up behind you a little bit. Sometimes when I'm stuck at something, I like I'm able actually to shift it and lighten the mood by going, oh, baby, as soon as I'm able to let go, I'm just going to shoot down this slide because I can feel myself holding myself there. And I'm not quite sure what I need to do to let go. And sometimes, you know, it's going to come in the shower or, you know, when I'm sleeping, but I'm just I try and like look at it like, okay, I'm I know I'm holding myself at the top of the water slide don't worry as soon as I let go it's going to be so fun that metaphor of pulling the bowstring back like give yourself a little laugh like as soon as I figure out how to let go of this bow geez I'm going to fly because I've built up so much resistance that there's this huge back wave coming to shoot me down this slide and Abraham says there's no better way for you to get clarity when you're in resistance you're getting so clear on what you don't want you're getting so clear on what's not working you're putting you're filling your vortex with all the stuff you want so whenever it's feeling tough and hard instead of beating ourselves up for oh it's i did something to fall off the wagon to fall off the path to 
mess myself up. That's, I always blame myself. What did I do to break myself? I didn't eat properly. I didn't sleep properly. I tripped over a freaking thing and broke my toe. What did I do? And instead I kind of look at, okay, this is giving, I don't know why right now, but I'm doing this to give myself so much contrast when we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. And I'm giving myself so much contrast to actually be able to get the answers that I want. So don't worry if you don't know what it is right now, because you're going to figure it out. And I'm so excited to hear when you get those ahas and you're like, that's what this was about. Or like D said, now you're on top of the mountain. You're like, that's what was going on. So yeah, those times are coming. Don't you worry. Nazar, we'll get you in just a sec. There, there's a there's a guy named Matthias De Stefano who's just one of my favorite people. He has a Gaia show uh, called Initiation, and it's spectacular. D, if you haven't watched it, like it's a must watch the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and he talks about uh, enlightenment, and he's he's got this beautiful Argentinian accent, and he's like, you know, the truth about enlightenment is that if everyone in this room or anyone anywhere was to become enlightened right now, the next thing out of their mouth or the next thought in their head would be what's next. Because yeah. it's like, we came from enlightenment. Like we are enlightenment, our soul, our source, like that's who we are. Yeah. And we're here in the world to experience stuff, to go up and down and it's the ride. And that's the whole point <laughs> of being here is the is the journey, is the ride, is the ups and downs. And, yeah. and it, there there is a way I think to ride it more effectively where you don't get that full burnt out and whatever but sometimes that's what your soul needs is a is a really big wind up to like you you want the drama you want the push you want that like release where you yeah. get a really fast ride because otherwise you just can't have it if you're always feeling blissful like the bliss doesn't feel as blissful as feeling terrible yeah and then getting feeling blissful again because well, you're like whoa you can't this you, is good. you can't have it but we like the contrast we really do and that's they say, you know, you can have the story. People love hearing the, the cancer to, to healing stories and the, you know, whatever they lifted the car and they changed the, you know, they did, they came from nothing to something and we love those stories and they're so inspiring. And Abraham says like, you know, you can do that if you want, but it's up to you. It's up to you how much and how big you want to create that contrast. So, Go ahead, yeah. Nazar. You still there? Thank you, Shine. Yes, I'm here. Oh, good, good. Thank you. Um, I love your stories and what you shared actually reminded me of two things. Um, so the first thing was uh, there's this amazing documentary on Netflix called Island of Seawolves. And you mm. get to see how animals behave uh, on Vancouver Island during different seasons. Yeah. Um, in summer, they struggle. In winter, they struggle. But you get to see how they, you know, coop. So for example, um, you see certain animals fighting over, you know, corpses with each other, right? So it's like, it's a battle between them and who gets to hunt what first. So there's this strike that we're talking about, that they have to work hard and fight hard against each other to, you know, even between themselves, like even the same within the same species. Uh, and then I, I was uh, really inspired when I saw this bear. He just went somewhere by the river fall and the fish were just, like the salmon, they was just jumping right on his hand. That's it. He did nothing. He didn't have to fight anyone. And, and, and that's an important lesson that we can all learn. It's just yeah. pick your spot, find out where you can shine, and you know mm. things will come to you. You don't have to like mm. you know fight against others. You know or 
you know, climb mountains or dive underwater. You don't have to go through this. It's important as part of your transformation, right? Because what doesn't break you makes you stronger. So yes, it's important, but at some point together, realize like you can just learn by being wiser and, you know, thinking of how to make things in a more efficient way instead of focusing, oh, no, I need to be productive. I need to work 20 to 40 hours a week. No, this is not a success formula. This is you trying to fill a void. You have to differentiate between, you know, being efficient and getting results in a timely manner, you know, with the minimum amount of resources versus, you know, burning out yourself. And, you know, it also, we have to remember that mental health is very important, you know, especially think one of the biggest lessons we learned in 2020 is that if you don't take care of your mental health, then, you know, nothing else is going to matter. No money is going to fix that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, yeah, just one last thing is that one of the greatest lessons learned were also enriched that for that, like the stories that were mentioned there. Um, mm. It just shows how people measure their self-worth. Some people just want a 10% raise and some people like, no, I want to be a business owner and I want to, you know, earn more. I want to own multiple businesses and hire more people and pay them more. So like the self-discovery piece, I think is the most important thing we learned from this book, not about how to become rich. It's just the mindset. Like, where are you right now? What are you doing with your life? Just take a moment to self-reflect and see where you are right now and where you want to be and how you can bridge that gap and don't be shy to reach out to help and like you said reach out to the community uh ask for support just even network you don't have to like ask for money if you just the right opportunities are way more valuable than asking someone for any amount of money in my opinion mm. yeah beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah sure Speaking of where we're at right now, I would love to segue into where Dee's at, Deirdre, because I know you've got a lovely workshop coming up and I'd love for people to hear about it. And I'm do sure, you? do you? You have some <laughs> offerings? No, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> um. Well, okay. So there's, there's one thing that is coming up and I haven't put a date on the calendar yet, but I will be very soon. So if you, this is of interest to you, please reach out. And essentially what it is, is the two main things that I help people do right now that I'm super excited about um, is help people step into a higher level of leadership in their inner world, right? Like owning, owning your your path, stepping into your purpose in a bigger way and like really surrounding yourself with the right people and being accountable and all those things. So those are the things that have really supported me over the years. And so I have a workshop that's going to be coming up and it's about being um, a leader as we are and stepping more into that, but also creating a freedom-based business of creating six figures or multiple six figures online within a year, um, where you're going to learn how to create a very powerful masterclass where you can give a lot of value. You're going to learn how to create and launch your um, signature program, which essentially is your flagship program, and then also a high-end year-long program. Mm -hmm. And um, this is the things that I'm helping my clients with today, as well as the leadership stuff behind the scenes of, oh, I feel stuck, I feel stagnant. Um, I have fear and getting them booked on stages and all of that. So I'm going to be talking about having a freedom-based business. That's really about having emotional freedom, um, financial freedom, location freedom, and time freedom. And those are the four things that 
I feel that I've definitely mastered in my life and business uh, five years ago. And I started this business five years ago because I decided that, you know, I don't have kids yet, but when I have kids, I want to be able to stay at home and be with them and not have to work more than a couple of days a week. And so I was able to create that within my first year of business. And then people were like, how to do this? And I've been teaching it ever since. And um, I do feel like I've really mastered this and, and I'm excited to talk more about how you can create that in your business, whether you're a facilitator, coach, um, author, speaker, whatever, how you can take it to the next level. So if that's what you want to learn about, reach out to me, um, either on Facebook, Instagram, um, DM me, and I will send you more information. I'm going to be putting it on the calendar in the next week. So yeah, I'd love to have Amazing. my and do you think that's going to be happening in Vancouver and will it be live or online or both? I mean, it in will, person or online. Yeah, it will be, it will be online first because I work with people all over the place. We have people from Australia, the UK, um, US and Canada. So um, I'll be doing an online version and then I might do something later in the month in person. That's a little bit different. So I like to, now that I'm in Vancouver, I want to like, you know, get in person. I can't wait to come to your guys' house. and film something and have a good time but but yeah I'm just super passionate about helping leaders become the leader that they're meant to be backing their work fully and then creating those four pieces of freedom because that's how we can create a lot of um change in the world but also uh focus on what's important to us too because business is great it's awesome like it's great to make an impact but also what matters most to you family and you know friendship and community and um so that's one of the reasons I'm really passionate about it too. Yeah. Amazing. So what are, do you have a website? What are easy ways for people to find you? Where can they find you? Yeah. We'll share those links when we repost the video. So on Instagram, I am just, I am Deidre Suriani. And then my website is radicallyaligned.com. That's my company, Radically Aligned Academy, where we're training leaders and visionaries how to step into their truth and make a bigger impact. And uh, yeah, like I, I just love connecting with people. If there's anything coming up for you, have questions you want to ask privately, more than happy to do that. I also have an incredible book called Turn Your Light On. And this is a system I've been developing uh, over the past 10 years. And it's really powerful for doing the inner work. And um, if you're interested in leveling up internally, you have trauma, you have things that are blocking you. Um, this system's really powerful and I know it can support you. So you can grab this on Amazon and, uh, yeah, um, I'm just, it's been great chatting with you guys. I love the conversation. It's good to see some familiar faces here and, uh, crystal shine. I love you guys so much and I'm proud of what you guys are creating. And I love seeing you just step more and more and more into this. And, uh, it's always fun to play. So thanks for having me guys. You're so welcome. Thanks for being here. We love these conversations and getting to just dump, dump in, jump in deep, go deep, dump in into this stuff, go deep and, and kind of pull out these conversations a little bit. Um, if anyone, does anyone have any other specific questions you would like to direct towards D? If not, then we can go uh, do a little round robin where everyone on the call can share a little bit about themselves. Um, what they're working on, if there's something that we can support you with in the community, um, something Unite can support you with, and yeah, and then we'll get to do some more jamming. First of all, D, congratulations on creating a successful business. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a huge accomplishment and being 
that you know self-sufficient and do, like it, it's, it's a really big deal and like well done and I was talking with Parisa yesterday and and uh, her and her amazing sister Sarah have also created this beautiful uh, business but when when we talked about it as a business she's like oh yeah right it makes money but I would do it for free like I just love it so much and so if, if you ladies want to share a little bit about what you're up to we're actually doing a special uh, Friday tomorrow episode of the Unite show where we're going to have these two amazing women on talking about the power of women's circles. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'd love to love to hear from you if, if you're ready. Oh, thank you so much, Shine and Crystal. It was so nice. I love the conversation so much. And I just I was like lying down and listening to all of you, all of things that were shared and some things just gave me such big goosebumps. Deidre, you're such an amazing speaker. I was like just admiring just the clarity in which you speak. And I noticed it first um, at that event, like that in-person event in Vancouver that she spoke in. Love her talks. Um, yeah, so my sister and I, I don't know if she's still here. Sorry. Yeah, you're we here see her. I am here, yeah. <laughs> Can I just chime in before we get into stuff about select? I had like a big like moment of gratitude for being on this call of being surrounded with other entrepreneurs that are in the spiritual kind of realm and they're not like, you know, go for it. And it's just all about like, you know, sweat, tear and blood. <laughs> what did they say? Push harder. And yeah. And it's just like filling your own cup first. And even, even when it comes to motherhood, which is such, I would probably say like, the, you know, the hardest job in the world where people cannot, they cannot physically put their themselves first before their children. So it was just so beautiful to hear you guys speak about that. And just, you know, it makes my heart feel good. It makes my heart grow bigger and larger because it's just, it's beautiful to know that, you know, there are other people that think like Parisa and I do. And, you know, for us, we always come first. Of course, we love our business and what we do, but your own well-being, your own mental health, spiritual health, it always, always comes first. So, yay. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yay. Oh, I love to hear that. That's yeah, so good. That's very sweet. Yeah, it was a beautiful call where everything just resonated. As for us, we've been the past two years, we launched um, Solect, it's a personal development community. We talked, I love Crystal, at the kind of like at the beginning of the call, you're like, I wanted community, I wanted my tribe, and I wanted to, like, that was the whole purpose and intent. I was telling Shine a little bit how it started for me. It was just, I was just alone on my growth journey, and I felt really alone like I felt like nobody really understands me or like they don't really care about what I'm going through and that was self-inflicted you know I it's probably just my own ideas and limiting beliefs too but I was just in my own little like hidden shell doing my personal development journey alone and I had this moment like this big epiphany that I'm like I want to create a massive personal development platform like Facebook and that's why I felt so connected to you guys because it was like so, so, so similar to Unite like just the vision the intent behind it but that two years ago um what started as like a global community personal development community where people who are on a growth conscious growth journey are coming together um and going through that journey together 
holding each other accountable, you know, every week, like having these open-hearted conversations, these vulnerable conversations, going through their healing all together, that has shifted a little bit. And now we felt more called to do women's circles and to do them in person. Mm -hmm. So right now, just the past about two months, maybe a month and a half, we've started doing in-person women's circles in my living room. Mm -hmm. And it has been really magical. And it's just been like feeding my soul. Thank you, Deidre. Um, And that's kind of what happened here. Shine reached out randomly. It was like, hey, how you how have you been? Like, what have you been up to? I'm like, we've been hosting these women's circles. They've been magical. We have space for more people. And now I'm like just getting the word out because I know that there are so many women who are craving this, just like I was, just like my sister was, just like, you know, women like we are in, we need to be surrounded by each other just to like bask in that feminine energy and to go through our healing, to talk through everything. And it's been a really healing time for me personally, as somebody who was very uh, introverted and like guarded, closed off, not to really open up my heart and connect with people and be loved and be supported through what I would perceive as my own like ugliness has been really profound. Mm -hmm. So right now that's what we're working on. Just, yeah, well, we're not working on it right now. It's, it's done. Now we're calling beautiful Vancouver women who are on a conscious growth path to come and join. Yay. And like Shine said, we're going to be learning more about the details of that tomorrow and having some more conversations as well for other people that want to start these kind of communities and these kind of circles. Obviously, you two are being very successful in what you're doing. And we really, um, you know, of course, we need so much more of this in the world. So anyone who wants to tune in tomorrow, I think we're starting a little bit later at 7, 7.15 tomorrow, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And we're going to be chatting more about women, the the women's circles that uh, they have created, but also uh, through Select, but also, um, yeah, how we can, you as well can create these kind of Uh, community holds space for community in whatever way works for you and they've all obviously turned it into a successful business which is always the piece that is you know the sweet spot when we can do what we love and be able to live off of that and and to really sustain ourselves as well so anyone who has questions about that and curious about how they're doing it how it works please tune in tomorrow and I do believe it's starting your next cycle. You do three month cycles with your groups, right? Yes, we do. So we have a free one-off women's circle on the 8th, January 8th, the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there's the first kind of like round uh, right after that, starting on the 10th, which there's space for like right now. Nice. Then we start new circles like regularly so but that's like the first one that's coming up nice and to sign up for it tuesday i believe right yeah tuesday night nice put in the chat yes please. for anybody who's interested to join where to find that and we'd be so excited to connect yeah yeah we will make sure that we include the links for everyone to check it out and i think this is a, a new 
big wave and like do you were you were saying too you know wanting to kind of get more into that in-person piece that we've all done very well we should pat ourselves on the back because I think we are such especially in the wellness community we are such people people we do this all the work we do is hard like none of us it's not like the easy path it's like it's the work but it's of course our passion that's why we're doing it and I think we often most of us get so fed by our in-person events and in-person gatherings and getting to connect and share and support each other and we've all done very well over COVID not being able to do that and it's so fun now that we're getting being able to get back into in-person so I really applaud you two for starting that wave off at the beginning of the year providing space where in Vancouver is it I know you'll have those it's Kitsilano, so perfect community. There's lots of lovelies and kits to come join you. And yeah, to be able to meet in person is just such an extra treat. And yeah, we're we're excited to be starting getting back into hosting some big Unite events this spring as well. So I'm excited too. I heard a little bit. Stay tuned for that. We've been jamming about it for the last little while and I realized as I was sharing with people and even just at our new year's gathering I realized how much I was pulling my past trauma not big trauma but my past trauma about hosting events and my past baggage with me and I was sharing with someone and I was like yeah this is the problem and this is hard and that's hard and they it was lovely to be connecting in a group of spiritual like-minded people and they were like well is that really true or is that you know they did a little reality checking which I so love and that's such a great tool and and d you were saying in your group and and in your women's groups as well just having people that are willing to we i use the word reality checking and that's basically just like is that true or is that true for me because both of those things are true but one of them is like an actual reality of you know water is good for my body because it hydrates me and another one is events are hard because this and that happens and that's maybe a true reality for me but it's not actually it doesn't need to be that way that's something I'm pulling along and it was so helpful to be chatting with people and they're like yeah you know and like you 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 did your stuff and some of it was hard and it doesn't have to be that way this time and the community's behind you and we want to see this happen so I really got jazzed up and excited and we were calling the venue today getting dates lined up so yeah, stay tuned, everyone. Uh, and part of what we're doing with the big events is we're really using them to gather all the people that are doing all these projects and and really become that kind of center focus hub where we get to link back to everyone else doing all these beautiful, uh, smaller, more intimate, more regular gatherings. So that's really important to us because, of course, one amazing event. Thank you so much for tuning in. So lovely to connect. One amazing event a month is wonderful, but being able to tune in weekly and on a regular basis is also so valuable. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Oh, it's so sweet. All the love. Yay. Mm. Does anyone else, would anyone else like to share about what they're working on in the world? Something that Unite could support you with. Uh, feel free to come on camera or just audio 
And if not any time in any of our groups, you're all we're always, always uh, so grateful to receive your your events, your offerings and, and your requests for support. And we'll do our best to help connect you with who you're looking for and help you bring your baby forward. Mm, so good. Aw. <laughs> Yay. Love fest. Right? Love fest. I know I always I always find like before the Unite calls, I'll often be like in the middle of something and I'm like a little bit like, oh damn it. Okay, I've got to like put on some makeup and get the room set up and do some stuff. And then we're going to do this call and I feel low energy. And as soon as I get on and, and I forget, like my mind forgets that even though it's, it's digital and it's video and I'm not actually getting to see you guys, I still find my energy comes up just hearing from other people, hearing that there's other people in the world doing the things that we're doing or that have you know dreams to have a positive impact in the world. And for everyone too, who's tuning in, we keep hearing from people that they're actually watching the replays, which is so exciting. We actually have a new housemate moving in. And she said, I hope you don't mind before I applied for your room, I actually did some Facebook creeping of you guys and I ended up spending the whole afternoon watching the Unite show. So that was just such a fun thing to hear and to hear that this is, you know, not only for the people that are actually on the call, but people are tuning in and getting inspired. And I love that we're, we're holding this space and creating this vortex to ripple out and to you know be able to share our impact and and that through the power of technology and the internet we're able to reach people all around the world so yeah thanks for being a part of it thanks for being a little beacon for people to tune in and yeah feel feel that sense of tribe and sense of connection and and like you were saying parisa i really I, I grew up in Vancouver. I'm not even like, I'm not even a transplant from anywhere. I grew up in Vancouver and I always felt off. I always felt kind of, I, I could be part of many different communities, but I never felt part of any community. And I was always like, where are my people? Where are the, where are the people who think like me and feel like me? And just since like, I was a kid, I was like, I want to like change the world. I want to do good in the world. I want to have an impact. And I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I didn't know anyone else, really, not many other people who had that same call. And it took till I met Shine. And Shine's such an amazing connector and always pulls these, like a magnet pulls the juicy people in for me to be like, oh, it's the wellness community. It's the spiritual community. It's the people that put like personal and then plan it first in in their lives and yeah I'm so happy to be here in a place to lift up and support and yeah oh good and we haven't even talked about our platform this call because I feel like we've gotten to such great conversations here so I don't think we'll go too far into it tonight but that's what we did is we created a online wellness platform called Unite you can find it at www.unite.love. And we took our favorite pieces of Facebook and Clubhouse and Amazon and 
Eventbrite and are basically mixing it all into one a one-stop shop for the wellness community. And it's our hope that with this platform, the people on it, the, the, the light bringers, the ones that are lit up and have something to offer, will be able to spend less time marketing and promoting themselves and more time doing the things they love because the people that they're looking for to share their offerings with are all going to be in one spot lit up, charged up and excited to connect and to play. And, and all the people like me and like Parisa who were like, where are my people? We'll be like, this is where my people are. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what Unite is. Come check us out. It's, it's free and ad free. Thank you so much, Dee, for joining us. I can't wait to connect in person. Mm -hmm. And please, if anyone has questions for us for Dee, we're happy to pass them along to you and help help you connect with her and yeah she's amazing and I just want to say thank you for you guys just showing up consistently with your mission and your vision and you know having the lighthouse and you know bringing your joy and excitement to everything that you're working on um it's really beautiful to see your evolution and so you guys consistently showing up and bringing those high vibes and being in your vortex. And we all have our different vortexes that we bring to the table. I have different, different medicine than you guys have. And I, I love that we all can have different approaches to things and it's all like respected and honored. And like, I, I love that you guys are about collaboration and co-creation. It's really special. And I love you a lot. I got to run and thank you for having me. And anyone that wants to reach out, please do. I'd love to connect and I can't wait to see you guys in soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you so much for tuning in. Woohoo. Mm. Oh, what a juicy call. Yes. Oh, good. Thank nice. you so much, everyone. Do tune in. Actually, we don't have a speaker lined up yet for next week. So mm. if you would like to speak on the Unite show and be a special guest, please do reach out to us and we will line you up. And we also are doing this every week. So if next week doesn't work for you, let us know when. And we're really excited to be sharing anything that you feel like would be of value to this community. So everything from um, investing and fundraising to uh, website design to how to build your course to how to do the emotional work to relationships. We did some great relationship ones earlier or I guess last year uh, now. So yeah, just really we're excited and open to connecting, to collaborating. Co-creation is so much fun and it makes everyone's life easier and we all get to play. So mm -hmm. thank you for tuning in to the Unite show. Thank you for being here, everybody. And I think we're going to sign off for tonight. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next. Actually, we'll see you uh, tomorrow, uh, seven o'clock. Tune in for the next episode and then we'll be back to Thursday next week. So Love bye, you. everybody. So nice to connect. Bye.